There is a word from the Lord tonight. I must press through this pain. I can't give up now. My miracle is on the other side. Being released, Calvin, right now. And as it's being released right now, it's time to go pick up your miracle. It's time to go pick up your miracle. First Peter 5 and 7 tells us to cast our cares upon him for he cares for us. Even in our pain, God still cares for us. He is concerned about us and about what we're dealing with, about what we're going through. God is concerned. He loves us. That's why he said, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. But in order to get your miracle that is being released tonight, hallelujah, and for pickup, there is an access code that I need everyone to write down. And the access code for your miracle is first John five and fourteen and fifteen for this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything according to his will I said according to his will he don't want no crazy stuff according to his will we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we have the petitions that we desire of him. So don't forget your access code. Because if you don't have that code tonight, you're not going to be able to pick up your miracle. Well, let's define pain. I'm going to talk about two types of pain tonight I'm going to talk about the physical pain and then I'm going to talk about there's emotional pain well our physical pain is consistent when we're hurting suffering or have some type of illness going on in our bodies Physical pain can be some form of suffering and some type of um, pain that just can't stop. That's what our physical pain is. Our physical pain can be some type of infirmity that is going on in your body. It can cause you to be sick for a long time. It can cause you where you have to take some type of form of surgeries. Sometimes physical pain can be so painful, it will cause you to lose abilities to do certain things that you desire to do. That is our physical pain. But then 
there is emotional pain. And out of all the pain that we all are going through, we have to learn how to press. You see, I was walking up here. That's not my walk. That's not me. I do not walk with canes. But because I have to press through the pain that I'm feeling in the physical, I can't give up. Amen. And sometimes each one of us in here is going through or have had some form of some type of pain. So, we're talking about now our emotional pain. Emotional pain can be caused by stress. Suddenly, different things can happen in our lives that can bring on that emotional pain. Such as losing a job. Can't find a job. Bring stress. But even in the midst of that, you got the press. You can't give up. Sometimes emotional pain, it can be caused by some type of grief. I've gone through emotional pain. Watching my mom, I told the story before. Watching my dad, both of them, one time, in wheelchair. Have to take care of both of them. Who wants to see their parents die with bone cancer? Bone cancer is very, very painful. Strokes disables you. And then watching them both. Who wants to change their parents' diapers? Who wants to do that? That's pain, y'all. That's pain. So when we talk about pain, I've gone, I know what pain is. I've gone through both types of pain, Pastor Mel. You know, with my parents. That was so painful. But you know the good thing about that? Even though my mom, she had that bone cancer going on in her body. And she suffered every day. This woman suffered every day until she deteriorated to hardly nothing but bones, skins, and bones. And we had to watch that. That's painful. That's painful. But see someone you love go down the hill like that. But even in the midst of my mom's pain, she didn't complain. She said, I won't complain. She began to speak her faith-filled words. She began to sing songs, I'm going to trust in the Lord. She began to stand on God's promises. Even though she, her hands, she had crippling arthritis. Her hands had curled, curled up so she couldn't hold anything. It got to the point we had to feed my mom. But even in the midst of her pain, when people would come to that woman's house, Pastor Mel, my mother would say, they asked her, how are you, Miss Collier? My mom said, I'm okay, with a smile on her face. How are you? And she was always concerned about somebody else. But, you know, a lot of times when we're going through pain, Pain, emotional and stress such as that 
You got an evil face. You're mad. You're mad at the world. You know, you're calling up everybody. Because emotional pain sometimes can cause self-pity. You want everybody to feel sorry for you. But see, I don't want people feeling sorry for me. Don't take that cane. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh-uh. Let me tell you. I, I, you know, I, treat it and they'll tell you. I'm going to try to fake it. <laughs> Until I make it, okay? Until I leg it right. But even in the midst of the faking, but you kind of know because you know that ain't none of my walks, Sister Karen, so you know that ain't none of me. But I'm telling you, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm okay, I'm okay, I got this, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, because I got that strength from my mom. So even though she went to the pain, she didn't just go through for herself. So sometimes, um, Sister Zephora, when we're going through pain, a lot of times it's not for ourselves. A lot of times it's how you handle your pain that you're going through. You, got, you know, you can't want everybody to say, oh, woe is me. Oh, poor me. But you got to press through the pain. Sometimes emotional pain, it can cause grief. I've been there. Every one of these things I'm going to name tonight, you all can, somebody in here can identify what I'm talking about. Maybe you have not lost a spouse, but to lose a spouse suddenly when you had everything going on and you had a big home and money and wealth and you know you just had it going on and then suddenly suddenly sudden death you step out the room of the hospital and the doctors tell you that um, everything's going to be alright we're just going to give him a shot and then you hear cold blue <laughs> let me tell you something y'all that's pain that's devastating pain. And then you wonder sometimes why I'm on the prayer line praying for widows. And not only widows, but I'm praying for widowers. Because you don't know what that widow or what that widower just went through with sudden deaths. So you have to press through. I had to press through y'all. Years of healing. But I had to press through. But I pressed through that pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we go through anger. Mm -hmm. Anger. Anger is a form of emotional pain. Because suddenly sometimes people can be forced accused. And things can happen. And then suddenly you find yourself going through a situation that you was not prepared to go through. But in the midst of that, you still got to say, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which comes my help. For I know my help come from the Lord. And when it seems like God is not answering, when it seems like God is not there, he was there all the time. When it seems like everything looks so dark. And it seems like everything looks so blank. But God is still there. And, and you know, I got 
one more to share with two more. My two youngest brothers, who I was very close to because my parents couldn't take care of them. So my sister and I, my brothers, we had to fill in and help take care of them. Then I had one brother that had blood cancer in his body. A prophet, anointed, can prophesy to any one of you in here and give you your address and tell you your whole family's names. He was a singer, a musician, evangelist, an elder, travel all over. Suddenly, blood cancer hit his body. But because my brother was a worshiper, he would sing, oh, sweet wonder. Oh, sweet wonder. Jesus, the Son of God. Oh, sweet wonder. He would lay in that hospital bed. And he would start getting songs. He would start getting worshiping songs. And he would begin to sing songs and ask some of us to come and sing with him. But in the midst of his pain and his suffering, he began to speak faith-filled words. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. Who shall I fear? Jehovah Rapha, he's my healer. Jehovah, Jeho Jehovah Shalom, he's my peace. He'll give you peace in the midst of the pain. Even though the pain is so rocking. But Calvin, you know, my brother there, he's been in the hospital times. He, matter of fact, my brother that died shouldn't have died. <laughs> because Calvin, Pastor Calvin was the one that went through so much. But the Lord has a plan. For I know the thoughts. I think towards you. The thoughts are good and not of evil. To give you that expected end. My brother did come out of that particular situation. And the Lord turned that situation around for eight years. And then after eight years, the enemy attacked him again. But in the midst of that, he had did everything. We was wondering, he worked for the airlines, he traveled, he went on mission trips. He did everything there was to do in that short time. And then God saw to take him out of here. Then I had, that was pain for us. Who wants to see that younger brother leave here like that? No. But we had to press through the grief. So sometimes we grieve. We had to press through the grief. Um, Sister Karen, I had to press through the grief of losing my mother. I was a mama's girl. It hurt. It was painful. It was hard. But I had to stand on who I knew that God was. And I had to press. I couldn't give up. Many days I wanted to give up. Because I said I lost my husband. I couldn't have children because of health problems. That was pain. Not being able to have your own children. All your sisters, it was ten of us. And all nine had, all, ever had children but me. <laughs> And my brother, my brother, one of my brothers had passed away. And so that's pain, y'all. That's pain. So I went through the pain. Sabrina, of being lonely 
empty. Watching everybody else being a grandmother. Watching everybody else being called a mother. And I couldn't be called a mother. Because I didn't have children. That's pain. But in the midst of the pain. God. Took me through it. I began to learn. How to be a worshiper. I began to learn how to praise God. I began to learn how to say, Lord, I look unto you. My confidence is in who you are. In the midst of the suffering. And we all can identify with suffering. But you got to know in the midst of your suffering that God is. God is your strength. He is your strong tower. He is your refuge. He is your present help. In the time of need, in the time of trouble, God is there. He is faithful. I want to name just a few people that went through in the Bible. Job. I know we know the story of Job. And if you don't know the story of Job, I want you to read the story of Job. Job was, and and you know, Karen, I told you the other night when you was tapping on my my stuff. I said, Karen, oh, Lord, oh, God, what am I going to do? Karen is all in my, she all in my subject. But let me tell you, I'm going to tell you the other part of Job. Karen gave you one part. But even though Job, he was a wealthy man. This man had everything, everything. And then suddenly, suddenly, something happened. Piece by piece, Job began to lose everything he had. But one thing he didn't lose, even though he lost his wealth, even though he lost his family, even though his friends walked away. See, your friends are good to you. Oh, when you when you when you got it all going on, you got money, you can treat them out, you can do this for them, you can do that for them. Oh they oh 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 they good. But you let something happen. You let that money leave. And after that money leave, they don't want you no more. But a true friend, a true friend is thicker than any brother. Any sister They'll be there for you They'll be there with you Job lost everything y'all Everything But in the midst of Job losing everything he had And even when his wife Wanted him to curse his birth date Even when um, He wanted to curse She said won't you just curse God and die You know you ain't worth nothing but the worst thing that happened to Job, Chanel, is when he got all, when, when the spirit of infirmity attacked his body and disfigured him. And nobody wants, who wants to be around somebody with all them balls on them? That's not nice to look at. But you know what? But this man, he loved God so much. He loved the Lord. He began to worship. He began to think about who God was. And he began to worship God. He began to ask God for forgiveness. Because he Joe got angry. 
And you know, you would get angry after losing all you had. You lost your house. You're losing your children. About to lose your wife and lost your friends and all your fine homes and your cattle and every, all your wealth you had. And you're losing stuff one by one. Who ain't going to get mad? God, where are you? I serve you. I worship you. I gave you all I had. And this is going to happen to me? But then Job got himself together. Oh, Job got himself together. Job began to think about the goodness. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. Job began to repent. And then Job began to forget about himself. And then Job began to think about and pray for those that was going through. He began to pray for his friends. And sometimes, y'all, when you're going through, you got to forget about you. You want to know while I'm on that prayer line every morning? Y'all don't even know sometimes I, I, I'm up at 345 doing my own individual prayer. And, I, and you know, and then I, I, I'm getting ready to get on that prayer line because I'm concerned about my brother. I'm concerned about my sister. I'm concerned about those over there in Bahamas who's lost everything they had. They need somebody to pray for them. Those people are going through pain. And when you're going through pain like that, sometimes you can't press through. So you need somebody to pray you through. I don't know how sometimes we have the free time to, to sacrifice and get on that line and pray for others. Wake up. Pray for somebody else. And that's how sometimes your deliverance will come when you begin to pray, when you begin to turn that situation around, when you begin to worship God. God will turn your situation. And that's what happened to Job. When he began to pray for his friends, God began to restore back. Things that were stolen from him. And as you begin to sacrifice for somebody else, you watch God turn your situation around. Then there was another person, the lady with the issue of blood. She had to go through. She suffered for so many years. She had an issue of blood going on in her body. She had spent all the money she had going to doctors and specialists. But in the midst of her pain, in the midst of the pain, she began to get faith and said, Oh God, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. That was not a physical touch, y'all. It was her faith. Because she had faith in God and believed, I don't, uh, if I could just press, she pressed through the crowd and she pressed and she pressed and all she wanted, she crawled. You know, when you go to games and you go to big affairs and everything is crowded, but sometimes you got to press because to get to where you want to go in life, you got to press, even though it's painful, but you got to press. Even though it don't look good, but you got to press. I thank God I don't look like what I'm going through. I thank God I don't look like what I've been through. Hallelujah. We give God the glory tonight. And then not only did um, Hannah. Hannah was one. Hannah wanted the child. But Hannah had to press. 
But you know how Hannah pressed? She got into worship. She began to worship her way through. She began to praise God. Hallelujah. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures because I don't want you to think that I'm just talking. But 2 Corinthians 4, 7, and 8. You have to press your way through. We're pressed down, but not forsaken. Pressed down, but we're not forsaken. Seeing like, um, I'm not saying all that the scripture right because I don't have my Bible in front of me, but that's what that scripture is saying. But it cast down, but not destroyed. That's why I gave it to you. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, 8, 9, and 10. I want you to read that. And then 2 um, Corinthians 4, 18. Don't look at the things that you see. Because see the enemy He tries to blind you If he can blind you Because He has you looking at things like Oh this is what it looks like This is what it is Oh no you're not coming out of this Oh no Oh no your leg is not going to never get better Oh no you're going to be okay Oh no you're going to be in a wheelchair just like your mother The devil is a liar Sometimes you have to tell the devil You're a liar Sometimes you have to encourage yourself you got to skin in that mirror and you got to speak life. You got to speak faith-filled words. You got to say, Lord, I will lift up Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes, Shamel, unto the hills from which comes my help. Because I know my help comes from the Lord. You got to look at Psalms 27. The Lord is my light. And my salvation, who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid? So when the enemy come in like a flood, the Lord promised that he would lift up a standard against them. So if you're not reading the word, then you don't know the word. So that's why it pays for us to read the word so we can know, so we can know the word. The word of God tells us in Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, yes, it looks ugly right now. I can't be having able to wear right shoes. You know I don't dress up in no tennis shoes. Y'all know that. My family knows that. That's not me. But, honey, I want you to know under the Rosha. But my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I think of acts of him. I thank God that I'm crossing through this midnight storm because this storm is getting ready to be over because I speak life. I know the word. And because I know the word, I'm speaking like Sabrina because God is going to deliver. Y'all ain't going to see me walking in here with no canes and stuff. That, that, oh, no. The devil is a liar. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. And you got to sometime know, be still and know that he is God. So we are pressing through our pain. I want to share a few keys before I go to closure on how to press through your pain. Number one, you got to repent. Sometimes we think we don't have anything to repent about, but sometimes you gotta, you just gotta repent and ask for forgiveness. Then number two, you got to develop 
a personal relationship. You got to build a personal prayer life, a personal relationship with the Lord. And when you know, then you got to speak the faith-filled words. I gave you some. 40 Psalms 46 and 1. For he is a present help, Calvin. He is our present help in the time of trouble, in the time of need, Chanel. He is our present help. I call on my family because they know I love them. I can talk and I can call on their names. They don't mind. <laughs> so, and then um, Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. Eyes, um, then we have Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am the Lord thy God that is with thee. Fear not. He tell us not to fear. For he is the Lord thy God that is with you. You know, I can walk in fear right now. Because I'm getting ready to go have this little surgery. You know, not being paid. I waited for so long until my my I, I, until I, I messed up my knee even worse. But you know what? I had to get to the place where I had to begin to worship my God. And I had to fear not because I know that he is the Lord my God that is with me. And then you have to get a song through the night. Sometimes I would get up and say, I need. The old, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless. Hallelujah. Me now, mm -hmm. my Savior. I Sometimes you get to the end. To my end. So when you begin to get songs like that, and then you gotta get a, another song in the night, you gotta say, Oh, sweet wonder. Oh, sweet wonder. Jesus, the Son of God. See, oh, I was praying for your heart. And I said,
you today that he is the Lord that is with you in my closing you got to stay loyal to God in the midst of your pain I know you're going through Karen I know you're going through Sabrina I know you're going through Zipporah but in the midst of the pain I feel like going home I feel like going home the trials has come past the key he went through on it on every hand oh lord I feel like Dr. Cassandra I feel like in the midst of all of this that I gotta go through, but I feel like Sabrina. I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna worship my way. I'm gonna say, Lord, I feel like go, going on. Now it's time for you guys to get your access codes ready because the Lord is here tonight. God is setting the clock he's setting the clock sister Stella God is setting the clock right now he's turning some situations around right now he's releasing some miracles right now Pastor Key he's releasing some miracles it's time to get your access code. I told you your access code was first John 5, 14, and 15. For this is the confidence I have in him if I ask anything according to his will. According to his will, I know that he hears me. And because I know that he hears me, get ready. Go pick up your miracle because it has just been released. We give God the glory. Marcus. I want you to hear this song. And as this song plays, it's for you. Sometimes struggle 
Lord. We just praise God because he is working it out even right now. He just reset the clocks. He just reset the clocks for your miracle tonight before you leave. Your miracle. Anyone online. 